Well, it's back to school time, and while every subject is important, nothing is more important than reading. If you can't read, you can't write. If you can't read, then you can't do word problems in math, or take a test in social studies, or even work on the computer. Reading is probably the most important skill that a student can learn. And most of us learn to read through children's books. Do you remember the first book you ever read? How many remember the first book they ever read? Well, some of you. I, I remember the first book I ever read. It's this one here, The Farm Book. Not to be confused with Farm ABC. That one is still missing. Can't find that one. But I read this book even before I learned to read. Actually, I just memorized it as my mom or dad would read it to me. Still, I felt pretty proud of myself when I would turn the page and say the words, even though I couldn't actually read it. But you know, before long, reading along that way, even through memory, I began to learn to read. And I went on to read all the, those children's favorites of mine. And most of you probably learned to read through some kind of children's book. Perhaps even a Sunday school book. Did you know that Sunday school was invented to teach kids to read and write? I mean, it was actual school. See, back in England in the 1700s, the poor kids couldn't go to school. They worked alongside their parents in the factories, working 12-hour days, six days a week. But you know, if they didn't get an education, those kids would never be able to rise out of their poverty and even more importantly, if you can't read, then you can't read the Bible. And then you miss out on all the wonderful things the Bible has to teach us. Like about the Bible itself. Romans 15.4 says, Such things were written in the Scriptures long ago to teach us, and the Scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. In the first Sunday school, the only books they had were the Bible, and it was the King James version of the Bible. Imagine learning to read not with a children's book, but with a King James version Bible. I mean, I can hardly read it today. <laughs> but those kids, they learned. And they were taught more than just how to read. They were also learning all sorts of wonderful things about God. Imagine if you couldn't read. You probably had a little bit better education than the King James Bible to start with. Maybe you started with the Dick and Jane books. Anybody remember those? Yeah. Or Dr. Seuss or Goodnight Moon or, or any of the the, uh, the children's books that are out there now. We had it easy compared to those kids. And the wonderful things about the children's books that we, that we read is that they're more than just a lesson in reading. There's usually some kind of other message. They often address some common condition or question or challenge of life. 
things that even we adults face, things like bad days or sleepless nights, issues of kindness and giving, fear and broken trust, missed opportunities, and how to find your way home. Now, each week this fall, we are going to take a different children's book and learn what it has to say about those kinds of things. And then we'll look at what the good book, the Bible, has to tell us about those things as well. And the book we're going to start with might be a little unfamiliar to you because it was unfamiliar to me, but it's the book Petunia. You know, I'd never read this until I mentioned this series and, and was asking for suggestions, and, and Pastor Julie said she knew just the book. And she pulled this well-used copy off her shelf. And I began to read about Petunia the Silly Goose. See, Petunia one day found a book. She had never seen a book before, but she heard that books could make you wise. And so she put it under her wing, and she began to carry that precious book everywhere she went. She slept with it. She swam with it. And knowing she, that she was so wise, Petunia also became proud, and prouder and prouder, so proud that her neck stretched out several notches. It was King the Rooster who first noticed the change of Petunia. He said, maybe Petunia is not so silly after all. She has a book, and she looks so wise that she must be so. And the other animals began to believe in Petunia's wisdom too. They asked her for advice and opinions, and Petunia was glad to help, even when she was not asked. Now you can imagine what happened. Petunia began to give the most ridiculous advice and one disaster after another followed. Until one day, the animals found a box that had words on it. And the box said, danger, firecrackers. And they asked Petunia, wise Petunia, to read what those words said. Of course, she couldn't read. Still, she told them that the words said, candies. And so they all dive in and attack the box to get the candies, and then it explodes. And everyone, including Petunia, is injured. Petunia learned a lesson. But suddenly, Petunia spied the book. The firecrackers had blown it open so that the pages showed. She had never seen them before. Now she saw that there was something written inside the book which she could not read. So she sat down and thought and thought and thought until at last she sighed, now I understand. It was not enough to carry wisdom under my wing. I must put it in my mind and in my heart. And to do that, I must learn to read. Now, this book isn't a Sunday school book. In fact, it originally came from the old... Uh, Cooper Elementary School in Hastings that uh, no longer exists. But I can see why Julie kept it. Because it applies to so much, it applies so much to another book that we're probably all familiar with, the Bible. In fact, 
you may have multiple copies of the Bible. And by reading the Bible, one can indeed find wisdom. Psalm 19 says, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. 2 Timothy says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And Psalm 119 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. No other book has sold so many copies. No other book has transformed so many lives. Because in this book are not only stories and letters and laws and lyrics, but the very word of God and the way to eternal life. The Apostle John concludes his gospel story in, the, in this book with these words. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. The Bible is the most precious book of all. It's a light to our path. It's a fount of wisdom. But it does no good to be a petunia and just carry one around without ever reading it. In fact, it may even be dangerous. I can't believe how many people think that they know everything there is to know about Jesus and faith and salvation without ever having opened the good book. I was teaching an introductory Bible class, and a young man called me out on a statement that I made about Jesus. I said... On Good Friday, they nailed Jesus to the cross where he died for our sins. And he said, that's not true. What do you mean, I asked. Jesus didn't die on a cross. He died by hanging, he said. You mean like with a rope? Yes, they hung him, he insisted. Well, maybe you heard that Jesus was hung on a cross, but that means that, that he was nailed there. No, he wasn't. He was hung with a rope. His ignorant pride would not allow him to back down, so I simply said, well, let's, let's just read what the book says. Acts 2, verse 23. This man, Jesus, was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. The young man wouldn't take my word for it. But when he opened up the Bible and read it for himself, he finally understood the truth. We need to open up the book. We need to not be like Petunia. Because Pride goes before the fall, as they say. And we can pretend we know, or we can actually know. It's up to us. People don't need our uninformed opinions or our best guesses. They need the Word of God. We need the Word of God, and not just on our bookshelves or, or in our phones, 
or on the nightstand in the hotel where the Gideons put a Bible. We need it in our minds and in our hearts. And to do that, we've got to read it. Now, I know that's not easy. It's not easy for anybody, and, and there are some that have particular challenges. Maybe you have dyslexia. It gets really hard. Or there are those who haven't yet learned to read. Those poor kids in the first Sunday school classes in England, they had never been given the chance to, to learn to read. But even today, there are kids that can't read. There's an assessment done this last year, as they do so often, uh, of the students in the state of Minnesota, a test that they took in reading and, and math to find out where our students stand. You want to hazard a guess of what percentage of Minnesota students can read at age level? It's less than half. It's 49.9%. That means 50.1% of our students have fallen behind. And you know how the students in Hastings scored? Well, our elementary school students did about the same, 50%. Our high schoolers did better, 66%. I mean, that's well above average for the state of Minnesota. But that still means one-third of our high school students struggle with reading. And that means that they will probably struggle in college or at work. And if they can't read well, how are they ever going to pick up a Bible and open it and read God's Word? How many will ever receive the hope and encouragement that is found here if they don't learn how to read? So here's my first challenge for this morning. Find a way to help someone learn to read. Now that may be as simple as reading a children's book to your child or your grandchildren. I mean, that's how I learned to read. Or maybe you can volunteer at school. Or in a preschool. Tam used to be a, a volunteer tutor in the elementary school. See what's available. There might be something you can do. Or maybe there's a place that you can read to kids through the library. Or perhaps you can just gather some folks in the neighborhood and have a reading night. Believe me, reading kids' books is a lot of fun. I've got piles of books in my office that people have suggested for this message. And it has been a blast just reading through them. And, and the hard thing is, there are way more than we could ever talk about in any fall. So maybe we'll do a round two someday. But it's just a joy, joy to read those. So find a way to help someone learn to read, maybe that way. Adults, too, can need help in reading. So maybe you can assist an adult. Remember, they'll never read God's word if they can't read any words well. That's challenge number one. And if you can't even get out and, and do that, at the very least, pray for the teachers that are teaching reading and for the students that are trying to learn at whatever age. At the very least, just pray for them. That's challenge number one. And challenge number two is to open your own Bible and read it. Or open the Bible app on your phone. You know, I've got a whole bookshelf full of Bibles in my office. 
but I can't carry those all around with me. But I carry them around in my phone because I have the version Bible app, which is free. You can put it on your phone. And I can find any translation of the Bible I want. It has so many uh, helps. It's got a verse of the day it's to, keep, to keep me reading each day. It's got reading plans. It's got topic searches. It's got little videos. It even has an audio version of the Bible. So if you can't read well, you can listen as somebody else reads it to you. You could also pick up an upper room or our daily bread. They're all based on a scripture for every day and a little message to go along with it. Or you've got in your very bulletin, we have the GPS, our Grow, Pray, Study uh, resource. And you can find it online. So even if you can't be here, you can get it online. Scriptures for every day. A wonderful way to, to stay in the Word. If you want to talk more about uh, the GPS stuff, there's the Compass Group that meets at 9.30. 9.30, correct? 9.30 every Sunday morning after this service um, to talk further about some of those scriptures. It's a great way to learn to read your Bible. Because ultimately, the wisest thing we can do is just get into God's Word. Even if you don't have a Bible app, even if you don't have some of those other resources, you probably have a Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, talk to me, because I'll get you one. And just open it up and read. I mean, maybe read Galatians or Philippians. Those are two of my favorites. Or John. When we just heard some of John, remember that he wrote it so that we might know that Jesus is the Messiah and have life in his name. Because ultimately, that's what it's about. Ultimately, that's the wisest thing anyone can do, to believe in the Lord and have eternal life. The Bible contains a lot of wisdom and hope and encouragement, but ultimately, the Bible's purpose is not so that we know the Bible. It's so, so that we know God. And so we turn to the Bible to know the Lord and to have life in his name. So read something this week. That, that's challenge number two. Read something from God's book. And then finally, challenge number three is to find somebody to read the Bible with. And that could be the compass group. Because when we gather to talk about Scripture, we find new insights if we don't understand a word, maybe somebody else does. If we flag in our zeal, somebody inspires us and moves us forward. So, so find some way to read that, the Bible with another person. Maybe it's another person in your household, and you just read it together at the close of the day. Or, or maybe it's a Bible study group. Um, there's going to be a, a new uh, study in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd uh, John uh, coming up this fall. And, and in October, I'm, I'm going to be offering a, a little short uh, study in, in how to read the Bible to get the most out of it. And it's for anybody, but I really encourage you, if, if you're new to, uh, to Bible reading, uh, to come and take part in that. And some of you are part of uh, BSF, Bible Study Fellowship. And 
There's just so many different ways that we can read the Bible with someone else. Because as so many things in life, if we just try to do it on our own, we soon find ourselves just kind of drifting away. And it's the same way with Bible reading. And so I'd encourage you to find somebody to study it with. So, those are the things that I'm challenging to do today. Before I could even read, I was reading together with my mom or dad this farm book. And that's how I learned to read. And then I went on to read so many other children's books. The gift of reading is one of the greatest things that my parents taught me. But it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best thing. Because the best thing they ever did was introduce me to God and his word. I can't imagine where I'd be if I just carried this book around and I never opened it like Petunia. I would truly be a silly goose. And you would too. Let's pray. Lord, we pray today with thanks for the gift of your word. You have given us such a treasure. But it's a treasure to be led, to be read and put in our hearts and minds. Lord, we pray for those who are just learning to read and for those who are helping them to learn. Whether it be a child on the knee of a grandparent whether it be a teacher in school or an adult doing some adult education classes and reading, Lord, whatever the, whatever the situation, Lord, help them to read so they can read your word and so they can be blessed by all the things that are found in this. We don't want to be a petunia. We don't want to go around all proud because we think we know so much. So Lord, help us to step into these challenges, to help somebody else to read, to read ourselves and, and to find somebody to read with as we study your word and as we experience its blessings. We are so grateful for the gift of the Bible. We are so grateful for the gift of the Bible. Amen.